She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. And I'm so excited to introduce you to Carrie Feldman. And she is one of my friends. I have known her for a long time and she's one of these people. You guys know, I always ask everyone who's thin, who's been naturally thin. I kind of say, okay, what do you eat? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And she's had so much input on some of my books and some of the things that I've done. And so I'm just so excited that she's here on the podcast. So Carrie, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. So she's got a website called carrieshealthyhabits.com. And she, people ask her all the time because she literally has the most amazing body. She looks like a million bucks. And so people are always asking her, like, what do you do to stay so fit and so amazing. And we're going to talk about that today. And one of the biggest things we're going to talk about is if you're feeling like you're in a rut and you're going, you know, I'm doing intermittent fasting. I feel like I'm doing all the right things. We are going to talk about the four big tips and questions of what you might be doing wrong and what you might want to take a look at. So Carrie, first, I want to kind of talk about the day and the life of you, because I know people ask you that all the time. They're like, well, what do you do? What do you do? So let's start with that and give us like a typical week and a typical day of exactly what you do. Okay, sure. Um, well, first, I'm you know, a mom and, you know, a wife and also a health coach. So I have to balance all those things in my week typically. And with that said, my morning typically starts, um, I wake up and I have one cup of black coffee in the morning. And that's just kind of my time to relax a little, jumpstart my day. And then I do a little morning yoga. And then after that, I typically get the kids off to school. And then I start a little bit of an exercise routine, which is either a run or a walk or exercising. And then after that time, depending on my day, I either do do breakfast or I skip breakfast. My days kind of alternate. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I typically will fast until about 12 o'clock and start eating at that point. And that's basically because I, I know it's good for me. Fasting is key. And, um, I don't have a really big, big workout that I need extra, um, energy for. So on Tuesday and Thursday, I will actually have breakfast a little bit earlier, but I typically always have a fasting time every day. That's awesome. So I love that idea that you're kind of doing intermittent fasting, but you're not doing it every, you are doing it every day, but not the length of time is different. So like, it sounds like one day you might eat in a six or seven hour window, maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Tuesdays and Thursdays, you might eat in an eight or nine hour window, something like that. Is that sound right? Yes. Um, yes. I do a shorter eating window on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, then on Tuesday and Thursday. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
And I love that because I think that people need to understand that, you know, one of the things that's really important is changing things up. And we've talked about that before, but it's like, if you're doing the same thing all the time, it variation is key. And people say that all the time with working out, right? Like if you go to the gym and do the same thing all the time, your body's going to get used to it. So having that, especially people who have adrenal or thyroid issues or hormonal issues, but keeping it mixed up really actually helps and adding in some days where you're eating maybe three meals in that day really actually can help your hormones if you're kind of in a rut. It's true. Yes. So talk about what you are eating in that eating window. So let's, let's just talk about yesterday. Um, what did yesterday look like for you? Well, typically, so yesterday was when one of the days that I do have breakfast Um, so I started my eating window earlier yesterday. And the reason for that is too, I, I have, um, I do lots of things like work out and play tennis and things like that, that I need a little bit of extra food on those days to, um, to be able to have a little more energy. So yesterday I had a bowl with berries. I do strawberries, blueberries, blackberries with a little bit of non-fat Greek sugar-free yogurt and a little bit of almond slivers on top. That is my breakfast. And then typically for lunch, and yesterday I had a salad, which just consists of normally like mixed greens with vegetables on top of it. I do do a little bit of cheese and um, a little bit of balsamic or olive oil as my dressing. And um, for dinner, I did um, butternut squash, excuse me, not butternut. I did spaghetti squash with a chicken broth a type of, um, dressing on top of it and uh, a chicken breast. And that was all I ate yesterday. That was my typical day. So one of the things that I've noticed with you is that when I see you, cause I go out, when I go out to dinner, if I see you eat dinner, you pretty much are eating for dinner, a protein and a vegetable, pretty much every dinner. Like you're not having a carb at dinner. I don't know if I've ever seen you have a carb at dinner. Is that right? I don't don't typically do it every now and then I will, I will, like if I know it's the, someone will tell me this is the best French bread I've ever had in my life. I'm like, I'm of course I'm going to not say, well, I'm not going to touch it, but um, I will try it. But uh, typically I always do a meat or a protein and then vegetables is my dinner. That's and and I substitute when making food, I will substitute like if I make chicken parmesan, I will substitute the normal noodles for zucchini noodles or um or spaghetti squash or something else that feels like noodles but is a vegetable. I know it's uh much better for me too. So And one of the things I've noticed is even the people who have breakfast on certain days, that breakfast is really light. Like if you look at how many calories that breakfast is that you're eating, you're probably eating between 100 and 150 calories worth of breakfast. So it's not like you're having also a 500 calorie breakfast, you know, and you're also then burning off that hundred calories right away because after you're going to eat that, then you're, you're pretty much, you're doing a double workout on that day. Is that right? Yeah, correct. That's why I do have breakfast on those days. Um, because I am working out a little harder on those days. 
So let's talk about some of these tips. So I know you kind of say, okay, here's kind of four big tips or questions. If someone says like, I'm in a rut, I'm not, something's not going right. What are those four questions that you need to ask yourself? Sure. I think it's really important sometimes that we think about not only when we eat, because fasting is great and it's a wonderful tip, but also we need to think about how we eat and we need to think about what we're eating. And we also need to think about, um, sorry, the when, why, how we're eating. So um, when is key, but also how are you eating? Um, I think you and I discussed this a little bit the other day when we were talking as well, that um, it's the way you're eating your food. Are you shoveling your food down during your fasting times or are you slowing down, taking time to really eat your food and to enjoy your food and to let digestion happen? Um, as far as how you're eating, um, some of the key tips are slowing down your meal. If you're able to, I know we're all get rushed in life and are busy, but if you can slow down and eat your meal within a 20 minute period of time, that's key to aid in digestion. And sometimes people say, well, I can't slow down. Well, try putting your fork down three times while you're eating. Try breathing at least three times while you're eating. Those things will slow down. And also the, the tip about breathing is it actually aids oxygen, which speeds up metabolism. Um, there's lots of really great benefits to really slowing down eating and chewing your food. We talked about that as well. Chewing aids in digestion because digestion actually starts in the mouth. So your saliva aids in breaking down your food and you actually start digesting your food in the mouth. So the longer you take to chew, the longer your body has to digest it before it actually enters the stomach. So that's, that's a key tip too. I think that you, you guys know, I've, I've said this before, but you know, if you can say in your mind, like eating too fast can cause you to gain weight. Like that, yeah. I, I think it's absolutely tr a true statement that more people who eat quickly tend to weigh more than those who don't. I mean, you know, totally. fast eaters are definitely more likely to be heavier than slow eaters. And you can tend to gain weight over time, but it's like you said, it's partially due to just eating too fast. And Absolutely. so it's just a matter of figuring out what is it going to do to help you to slow down. So kind of kind of walk somebody through like someone like me, cause you know, I really struggle with this area and mm -hmm. I've done a few different things, but walk us through mentally what has to go on when you are wanting to slow your eating down. Sure. I think in the beginning, when you first start this process, you have to be really mindful of trying to do this a certain way. And then it becomes natural for you. But in the beginning, thinking about being a mindful eater, meaning try to have a meal where you're not on, where you're not running around or you're not in the car because, or sometimes people will sit down and they'll watch a show, but you just start putting food into your body without even realizing what you're doing. So you can even look at the clock before you sit down to eat and say, okay, I'm going to sit down. Let's start this process, just trying to eat for 10 or 15 minutes and then working our way to 20 eventually. But then sitting down, 
and being mindful of what you're eating. And when I say that, I mean, think about the food you're consuming as you're eating it, like enjoy the pleasure of it. Think about, oh, this tastes good to my body while you're chewing and while you're eating. And, and again, those tips we talked about putting your fork down and breathing often, but being mindful, like I said, in the beginning is important because what happens is when we eat too quickly, we don't even realize the pleasure we're having in eating and eating is pleasurable. And sometimes you're eating things you absolutely love and enjoy, but if you're eating it too quickly, you don't even have time for your, your gut to tell your brain, Oh, that was really good. And I enjoyed it. You just ate it so quickly just to eat it. So being mindful and actually being aware of the time and trying to slow down on purpose is key in the beginning. I don't know about you, but there's something really special about having a group that you can connect with, a group you can grow with, and a group that you can learn from. And that's why we created Connect in 40. It's essentially an online discussion platform where we bring in a powerful sermon and then also just talking about what we learned and how we can apply it to our own lives and how everyone is is growing together. And so you can join us for free on Tuesday nights at seven o'clock, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, where we're gonna essentially connect online for about 40 minutes, um, go through a sermon, um, and then have group discussion about how we can apply that to our life. It's really powerful and is a great way for you to connect with other believers if you don't have that community where you are. So join us for Connecting 40. You can join us for free. Just go to connecting40.com. Yeah, I mean, to eat slowly, it's like step one, you have to chew your food thoroughly before swallowing, right? And I know that I've read studies where they said people who, like if you pretended like you said, okay, this was normal that you chew your food, but then if you chew your food a one and a half times more than normal, mm-hmm. and then you had someone chew their food twice the normal rate. So like whatever that normal rate is that I think it was like, they were asked to eat pizza and it was 45 people in a room. And, you know, they said that the people who chewed one and a half times more than normal, like they kind of had a cadence to it, they ate 10% less. And mm-hmm. the people who chewed twice as as much as like a normal person would chew, they actually ate 15% less. So it's like, mm-hmm. there you go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Even what we were talking about, the 20 minute meal, the number 20 minutes comes from lots of different studies. And one of them was actually based on that. The, they're saying the process of actually where your gut enzymes tell the receptors in your head that you're full doesn't even completely happen for after 20 until about 20 minutes. So if you're slowing down the process, you're eating less and you're allowing your stomach to tell your brain, I'm full. I don't need to eat anymore. Whereas if you're eating very quickly, you don't allow your gut to tell your head, you know, I don't need any more food. You just keep going and keep eating until everything's gone. And then sometimes you're your food is gone, but you're still hungry because you ate it so quickly that you didn't even allow yourself to realize you were full. Yeah. One of the things that I think is important, especially with people who are fasting is that they get to the place where they get to extreme hunger. I call it in my book, hamster hungry. And they get to the place where, you know, I had a friend, uh, when I was in elementary school and she had a hamster 
she went on vacation, she came back and she said, oh, my hamster died. The, or my ham, the hamster's babies died. Her, the hamster had babies. And when she got back from vacation, the hamster ate the babies. It's a Google it. You'll find it. It's happened a lot. It's actually yeah. a big thing. Yeah. Hamsters can eat their babies. Well, so I always say like, don't get yourself to the place where you're hamster hungry. Yeah. And because it is hard to eat slowly when you're that hungry. So, you know, having, do you ever, let's say, let's say at 12 o'clock, let's say you're really, really hungry. Do you ever maybe like at 12, have a little snack and then maybe wait and eat at like 1230 or anything like that to kind of get to the place where you're not so ravenous that you're feeling like you have to eat slower. Sure. Absolutely. And listening to your body is key. If your body during your eating window is telling you, I'm hungry, then yes, I think it's important to then give yourself a little bit of a snack or something to get you to that point, like you said, where you're not hamster hungry or hangry or whatever the, the term is. Um, but um, absolutely, I will typically, if I get to that point, then I will recognize, okay, am I, first of all, am I, hungry or am I just thinking I want food? So it's, it's, it's about that being mindful again. And if I'm realizing, yes, I'm actually hungry, I'm getting the hunger cues, my stomach's growling and I need food, then I would typically go and get um, like a light snack. A lot for that would be typically I eat um, some nuts and um, sometimes I can just get like slice up some fruits, vegetables, depending on what it is, but just something light to try to get me to that point. Yes. So, you know, Catherine Muldoon and one of the stories yeah. I always tell about her is she eats extremely slow to the point that every single time we have gone out to dinner with her or lunch, it doesn't matter. The waiter always comes up and says, can I take that? And so this last time we had gone out to eat with her, I think I counted four times that the waiter said, can I take your plate? Because she mm -hmm. looks like she's completely done. And she literally takes a bite or two and she literally stops eating. And then she talks, she might go to the bathroom. She just like puts her fork right. down for minutes, like not mm -hmm. even just like, you know, when you, when you think about putting your fork down, a normal person thinks, okay, let me, you know, put your fork between bites down and that will help you eat more slow, slowly and savor each bite. But the difference is, is when she's stopping, I mean, she is taking a solid 25 minutes to eat wow. sometimes maybe 30, but when I'm telling you she's taking a break, She's taking like a four minute break, five minute break sometimes in between and multiple times. That's when you really are seeing, hey, like I'm eating a lot less. Like you said, Absolutely. because it takes 25 minutes or mm -hmm. more for your body to realize that you're full. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's great. Yeah. So let's talk about deciding whether or not, because I, I liked what you said about getting the right mindset of deciding, okay, when am I going to have this little splurge or when mm -hmm. am I not? Because I think one of the, the tips that when people say, hey, I'm not losing weight is that they're making the splurges a lot more 
than someone like you. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about that. Like what goes on in your mind? Let's say you go to a restaurant, like what's your favorite place that kind of has something that you love and now you're making that decision. Okay. I'm going to have a fry or I'm going to have five fries or I'm going to have that bread. Like what's kind of going on in your mind and walk people through what that looks like. Sure. Um, Again, well, if it's my favorite place, I already know going into it that I'm probably going to have a dessert or have, like you said, that side of something that I typically don't eat, but it's, it's, it's my favorite place and I know it's very enjoyable. So um, I'll give you an example. I love if I'm going to Zoe's and it's my birthday and I want a chocolate souffle and their mac and cheese. (laughs) Those are, you know, like those are for me that I don't eat mac and cheese anywhere else. And I don't typically, you know, order a chocolate souffle, but that's like my, um, um, on if I want to really um, have a special treat. So um, knowing that I'm going into that, then I typically will have a plate set so that I have all these other healthy things on it as well. So I would typically have my meat or my protein along with vegetables, but then I will also give myself a little bit of that side of mac and cheese that I love and then know that I'm going to not eat everything on my plate because I'm going to have dessert that night. Um, I would like to talk about as as far as dessert goes, when I am in another situation where I don't know if it's going to be a great dessert or um, when someone's like, you have to try this. My rule typically is if I take a bite and it's it's okay, then it's not worth it to me. And I just stop right there and I don't eat that. I'll stick with a healthier option on my plate or something else that I'm enjoying. But if I take a bite, I'm like, oh, this is, amazing and delicious, then I will allow myself to have a couple more bites. But it's about being mindful, like we talked about earlier. I'm not just going to eat something that's not good for me if I'm not getting pleasure or actually enjoying it. And and when we're talking about the mindful eating again, really thinking about like being mindful of the fact that I am eating this dessert and it's okay but really I'm going to take it in and I'm thinking about it and I'm enjoying it and I'm appreciating it and not just eating it really quickly while I'm talking to someone without taking any pleasure in it and just eating the whole thing. And, and then you get that whole like gut bomb at the end of it without really slowing down and taking it in also. I love that. And I love what you said about when you're taking that bite, what we say, one of my friends, Kelly always says, she says, she, it's funny because we went to a restaurant uh, on Saturday night and she had taken some of the bread and she's like, by the way, I already tasted one bite of the bread. It's not worth it. Don't even waste that one bite of calories. And that's what we say is, is it worth it? Like, is it worth it? And for me, you know, I have to get to the place where every single time, like I won't even finish. Like if I take a little bite of something that's decadent and it's not worth it, I won't even finish that rest of the bite. So it's like, I'll taste a little tiny bit. And then if it's not like, I'm not even going to finish that full bite. Cause I already know I can take the tiniest little amount of it mm-hmm. and decide, okay, for example, a French fry, like I'm very picky about the French fries I eat. And so like at Hearth or Esoteric, they have the best fries. 
Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, going into that meal, I'm going to make the decision. Like I'm going to have four or five fries for that meal. I'm already going to plan that for that day. So for you, Are you having like something every day? Would you say it would be like once a week? Like what is kind of in your mind? Like I'm having a little piece of dark chocolate every day or what is it that goes on in your mind that you go, this is my balance of different times. Cause otherwise, you know, if every meal you're having something decadent that is gonna kind of keep you from the weight that you want to be. So let's talk about that. I typically... Monday through Friday, don't do desserts. And I try to eat pretty clean. Um, And that's not necessarily because I'm trying really hard not to eat those things. I just, I make more of a conscious decision on the weekends that, okay, I'm going to maybe have a dessert on the weekend or, um, or the French fries or the chips or whatever it is. But I do have um, clients or other people that I work with that they need that sweet treat once a day. Like to them, that's like, I don't want to tell them, take that completely out of your diet because then you're depriving yourself and then you're going to go binge eat. And if that's, that's way worse than having a little something in your diet during the day. And in that scenario, I would say, try to make about 80 to 90% of what you're consuming during the day nutritious and good for you. And then there's that 10 or 20% that can maybe not necessarily be a health benefit, but it's something you're really and truly enjoying. Um, That's where I like to try to tell them to stay in that category. Yeah. And I would say the people that I've interviewed, if they are having something sweet every day, it's something small or once a week, they're having something bigger. So maybe it's Mm -hmm. like on a Saturday night, they're having a bigger dessert, you know, at dinner, or they're having something small each day that they're Mm -hmm. having that is there. So you can kind of balance it. What is another thing that you're seeing about people saying, I'm in a rut, you know, I feel like I'm doing all these things, right? What's something else that people might be doing that is keeping them on a stall. Sure. We talked a little bit a a minute ago about this too, but for, for a lot of people, it's why you're eating. So some people think when they're fasting, okay, my window is open. I can eat now. So I'm just going to eat and they will continue to eat and they will eat not only unhealthy foods, but a lot of it. So, um, it is important to really realize and listen to cues that your body's telling you why are you eating? Are you, are you eating because you're hungry or are you eating because, wow, that meeting just happened at work and you're really stressed out and now you're craving something, but you don't know what it is and you just go for food. Or are you eating because, um, you have anxiety or you, it's really just to, for some people realizing, am I hungry? And some people, it's very hard to determine if those are hunger pains and I need to eat for that reason, or they're just eating out of boredom or just because their window's open and they can. And so being really thinking through the process, like, okay, wait, my stomach is telling me I'm hungry. I'm going to eat at this time. And not just because of my window's open, I should eat lots of food right now because then I'm going to be fasting in a little bit. So eating because you're hungry and not just because you can. 
Hey guys, I really want you to join our intermittent fasting and OMAD Facebook group. We're doing tons of giveaways right now for posting your before and after pictures and just for posting a question in there. We're giving away free protein shakes, some digest aid, all kinds of fun stuff. So please join our intermittent fasting and OMAD Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. I really agree with that. And and asking yourself, am I thirsty? Am I bored? Am I eating because I'm angry? Am I stressed? Am I tired? Just really recognizing that. Yeah. The thirsty is a good point, Chantal. Like that's, that's key for a lot of people. They, they, um, you know, a lot of times think they're hungry and really they're just dehydrated and need water. So, so let's talk about eating to the point. Would you say you eat you know, when you're 80% full, 90% full, you know, what we, we like to say is, um, the people who are Okinawans, they have a saying and that they say hara hachi boo. And what that means is eat only until you're 80% full and then stop. And so, you know, in their words, you eat until you're not hungry anymore rather than brimming with fullness. And so, you know, that causes you to be able to slow down, but would you say, you know, 80% full is, is hard to do. I Mm -hmm. probably feel like for me, I would say, you know, I'm probably at the 90, 95% full when I'm done. Obviously I need to get down to 80%, but what, what would you say, you know, where, where are you on that scale? And when do you feel what, what's kind of that cue that you go, okay, I'm ready to stop. And any, any meal finishing tips that kind of help you finish your meal and kind of step aside and go, okay, it's ready for me to put it away. Sure. There's lots of um, good tips, but I, I do go along with the 80% full theory too. And yes, that, that is hard, especially when you're first start doing that, because we typically, we eat what's on our plate and, and sometimes eating the whole thing, you end up getting stuffed in the end. But I think it goes along with what we talked about earlier, being mindful while you're eating and know your fullness scale, know your hunger scale and trying to end when you're like, okay, I'm not stuffed and I'm not hungry. I feel good, but hold on. I'm going to eat a couple more bites. Okay. I'm still, I'm feeling better. And then, so you get to that 80% point and then you have to do a couple of things that will help you to stop eating. Um, a couple of things are when you're eating with other people, you can take your plate and you can kind of push it away from yourself almost saying, okay, I'm all done with this, or you can put your napkin on your plate, or you can say, you know, out loud to someone, oh gosh, you know, I'm, I'm done eating now. And the reason I say that is because if you make that announcement to yourself or to other people or pushing your plate away, it's almost like saying, I'm not going to eat anymore. And it's holding yourself accountable to the fact you don't want to grab that plate, then come back and start eating again, just because it's there. And just because everyone else is still eating at the table or because you're talking. Um, so a lot of times just doing those tips where you kind of make that announcement or that sign, I'm going to stop eating. Or if you're eating out, you tell your waiter, can you please box up my food? Or can you take my plate away from me? Um, giving yourself the the out of, I'm not going to keep eating. 
is, is it's helpful to do something like that. So. Um, okay. Well, I have a listener question and this is from Judy in San Francisco. She said, I finally listened to you. I saw that you had had one of the girls said that she listened to waste away and a meal in a tasting. She listened to them four times each, and then she lost the last 20 pounds that she needed to. I did the exact same thing and I did lose another 20 pounds. I still have 10 more pounds to lose. And one of the hardest things for me is still overeating a little bit. I'm not eating very much, but I am overeating a little bit at each meal. I've tried the different tips, but I need something else to help me to not overeat at my meals. I am doing a meal and a tasting and I only have 10 pounds left from my goal weight. So what would you give her if she's, she's kind of at the very end here, she's got 10 pounds that she needs to lose. And, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, it's so funny that I have all these people who saying, you know, I, I read the book once, or I, you know, listened to this and, you know, I didn't lose as much weight, but then when I listened to it, you know, three and four times, it something clicks inside and it they listen to these tips and and really the all the book is is people like you who are thin eaters who are saying here's all the things that I do and they've listened to it over and over and you have to hear it multiple times before it sinks in you know you you've got to retrain your brain so she's kind of like okay I've done that I've I've listened to the book you know three and four times she's got only 10 pounds left and yeah. she's saying I'm overeating so really Really what she's saying is she's not getting to the 80% full. She's probably getting, right. she's probably finishing at 105% or 110%. So what are some more tips that she can do to get sure. to not do that? I think too, you know, a lot of things we talked about, you know, being mindful about what she's eating, but also we talked a little bit about water, water intake is key because um, if you're drinking enough water and you're staying hydrated, which means then it it actually helps to aid in a lot of that hunger process so maybe as soon as she's done eating her 80 percent, drink a big glass of water and let that settle and see how you feel as far as water intake goes i mean you're supposed to drink your body weight divided by two in ounces so let's do just easy math. I know there's not many people that are hundred pounds out there, but just for the easy math, just let's say you weigh hundred pounds, you're supposed to be drinking 50 ounces of water a day. So if you're doing your actual water intake properly, then it actually helps with that hunger too. And it'll actually hopefully help her get to that point where maybe you're eating a little bit less because you're taking in enough uh, liquid and water during that time period. Yeah. And I would say for you, Carrie, I've watched you at dinner and you probably put about 80%, you know, and, you know, a lot of people they're filling their plates up and, and I've seen your plates when you're putting it on your plate, or let's say we're at a meal, you're, I, you, you aren't finishing your full meal first of all, but second of all, if you're plating it, I watch you, you know, at Missy's house or wherever you're already putting about 80% of what the other people are putting on. So you're plating your meal on a smaller dish, 
making it easier to moderate those portions. And when I see you eating, you're prioritizing veggies and protein, which is helping you feel satisfied and curb your hunger. So starting your plate already there is the key. And like you talked about really slowing down, putting that timer on and then kind of checking in throughout the meal of like taking a bite, chew and swallow. And then kind of, I see you pausing and you're kind of like, kind of saying to yourself, like, how do I feel? You know, am I at 40% full? Am I 60% full? Because once you've reached that 80%, you know, putting away that leftover food or putting a napkin or, you know, kind of pushing it away, kind of saying, am, am I finished now? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's how I try to eat and be, like you said, about being mindful and thinking through and how you're eating. And if you can following your meal with like a slight walk, like one of the things mm-hmm. me and my husband, I'll be like, let's go for a walk, you know, to see like, how is that portion sitting well with you? Like, if you don't feel like you could go for a walk, um, yeah that is a big deal that, Hey, it's like, you've eaten too much that you don't feel like you can now go for a walk. That's another red flag. Absolutely. Yeah. And let's talk about working out. Cause you really do do a great job on working out. Let's talk about kind of what that workout routine looks like and kind of your walks and, um, you know, what, if let's say you are maybe three to five pounds heavier than you want to be, what are you kind of doing now? So like, if you're three to five pounds heavier, you maybe just got back from vacation and you're like, okay, it's time to slim down a little bit. What would you do to kind of take those extra steps? Typically, if I'm trying to use, um, exercise as a main tool for slimming down, um, I would then add a little more cardio into my workout. Um, movement's key. We all know that, you know, move, walking is great. You know, getting yoga is great, all of those things. But if you can get your heart rate up for at least little, little bits throughout the day, that's awesome for your metabolism and getting oxygen again into your body, which aids in metabolism. So, so I typically would probably, every morning I walk my dog. So let's start with that. So I would typically probably run more during my walk, but I'm not saying go out and run 10 miles. I'm saying, let's say you're a walker. Maybe you want to walk faster, or if you are wearing a watch, like an Apple watch or a Fitbit, looking at your heart rate during that time. So during your actual exercise process, trying to maybe just jog for 30 seconds just to get your heart rate up where you're above 130 so that you're burning more calories during that time when you slow down and start walking again. So trying to get your heart rate up a little bit more during your workouts. So that's what I typically do when I'm saying, okay, I'm going to be in a bathing suit in a couple of weeks and all right, I'm going to, I'm going to add um, a little more cardio or I do, I do spin a lot too. Um, I enjoy that, but just adding in those little bit of pushes where your heart rate is elevated and then comes down like that, that little bit of allowing it to increase and then come down during your walks, or maybe you're doing jumping jacks during an exercise and then you stop and you plank. 
but the, the up and the down is good for the heart and for metabolism. I love it. And Judy, I would say if you can't do any jogging for me, getting those steps in at least walking, I'd love to see you walk at least three to three and a half miles a day and see if that takes off that last few pounds and then trying to get that down to, you know, 80 to 90% instead of, like you said, she, she said she's overeating a little bit and figuring out how to follow these steps. So this has been amazing. Carrie, you always bring such great wisdom on this area. So tell listeners where they can find you and where they can follow you. Sure. I'm at Carrie's Healthy Habits. That's C-A-R-Y-S Healthy Habits. I'm at Carrie'sHealthyHabits.com or you can follow me on Instagram or join my Facebook page. Awesome. And Carrie's going to go into our, um, if you guys go to our one meal, um, and I think it's called intermittent fasting and OMAD group. If you're not a part of our Facebook group, she is going to put some tips on there today. So today and this week, Carrie, would you commit to doing a few fun tips for people on there? That'd be awesome. Yeah, so you guys can get to see some of the tips that she has. So if you haven't joined that group, also join her group. She's got an amazing tips on there that you would love to look at. So thank you guys for being with us. And we've got another episode coming up in just a few. Bye-bye for now. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.